We are L-I-V-E, folks, at the Weirman Media Studios in Duluth. <laughs> so on today's episode, I was just going to lean in and do a little bit of shouting out and mentioning as far as our podcast, as far as uh, reach and show. We've now reached over 37 different countries and 749 different cities from uh, I'll name a few from Duluth. Thanks to all our Duluth, Minnesota followers and listeners, our San Jose, California followers and listeners, Minneapolis, Minnesota followers and listeners, Chicago, Illinois followers and listeners, Klitschy LD France listeners and followers, Gusenhausen, Bavaria followers and listeners, Los Angeles, California followers and listeners, Berlin, Berlin's followers and listeners, Berlin, Maryland's followers and listeners. Columbus, Ohio's followers and listeners, Superior, Wisconsin's followers and listeners, Washington, Virginia's followers and listeners, Clifton, New Jersey's followers and listeners, Hyber, Abad, Telegna followers and listeners, Swindon, England's followers and listeners, North Shores, Michigan's followers and listeners, Ashburn, Virginia's followers and listeners, and East Los Angeles, California's followers and listeners. I just want to touch on a few of those and shout them out and give them some credit and appreciation as far as tuning in downloading the show, following and uh, supporting what we're doing here at Weirman Media. And with my Patreon and everything that I've been doing, people, if you've been following me, you see the effort over the last 12 months as far as output, input, and effort as far as shows, podcasts, and trying to advocate, educate, and empower others to pursue their dreams, aspirations, goals, and visions. So on today's episodes, episode, we're talking about how one can establish a correspondence between quantum reality and classic reality. This is the measurement problem. What I'm answering here is the measurement problem that remains in quantum physics. And shout out to Mr. Kidd, the modern day gypsy, Daniel Kidd, Mr. Kidd. We were talking and he helped me answer this question. I didn't realize it. But the answer to the question that that's the measurement problem in quantum physics is they're trying to measure nonlinear qualitative, intangible, counterintuitive, abstract matter and data with linear laws and limits. Imagine if you're trying to measure something. When you me- If you take a measurement in a linear fashion of nonlinear matter or nonlinear data, you're going to have a skewed measurement. So there, this measurement problem when it comes to measuring quantum leaps and it comes to measuring matter that is intimate and exotic dark black hole matter or egoistic entropic matter or white hole loving altruistic in line with your intuition and your altruistic existence with the gravitropism and the differential growth of your universe and ringularity as far as a white hole self and singularity as far as egoistic entropic selfish self. Those are the two binary balances of intimate and exotic matter within the universe. And once you understand that, then you start to understand that's qualitative, that's abstract, and that's counterintuitive. That is qualitative and tangible data and matter. So that means you can no longer observe or measure that data with linear equations or linear measurements. If I'm going to try and measure the unmeasurable that is invisible with linear language and linear uh, numbers and uh, as far as like equations or uh so forth, you're not going to be able to do so. You need to have nonlinear measurements. Qualitative and counterintuitive abstract data and theories is nonlinear. This is exactly what Albert Einstein's theory of relativity was. It was the opposite of linear. It's the opposite of measuring, 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 and doing so in a mathematical linear sense and quantitative sense. So that's why I believe, based on all my research and I spent more time researching than a lot of people. I guarantee it. I research seven days a week, up to four to eight hours, up to 12 hours a day. 
So I'm always researching a minimum of four to eight hours a day. Minimum. That's minimum. And that's been for 30 years. I've been doing this a long time. And then now I just recently in the last year dove into the quantum physics unanswered problems because I'm trying to talk about something on my podcast that not many other people are talking about. And one of the ways I'm doing that is by talking about the quantum physics problems that are unanswered and that remain. And I realized when I leaned into those problems and looked at those problems that they had a theme to them. They had a theme of qualitative intangible data or like they had, so I, they all, they fall in line. And once you answer one or two or three of them, you're going to answer all of them. So that's why my love limbo theory, which is a theory surrounded by counterintuitive abstract theories and perspectives that require deviation from the mean via Albert Einstein's theory of relativity, which is the opposite of quantitative measurements, linear language and linear con- equations and linear contracts and linear agreements and linear a lot of science has gotten so extremely linear. And a lot of these scientists, they want you to put it in an equation. They want you to have quali- quantitative measurements, but that's their problem. That is the obstacle. The obstacle to answering our remaining quantum physics problems is just that. It is measuring qualitative and intangible data that is not easy to see. And how are you going to measure data you can't see? And, and how are you going to measure it in a nonlinear sense? You're going to have to have incredible qualitative experience. You're going to have to have incredible empirical qualitative experience with the ecosystem. You're going to have to be someone that's traveled the world, that's been in the dirt, that's experienced traumas and experienced difficult, challenging environments and situations and interacted with the organisms and the ecosystem on a micro and macro level to have that qualitative insight and perspective to contextualize against the quantitative. It's hard to contextualize quantitative data without the qualitative side of it. And a lot of scientists in 2021 and a lot of people in 2021, they're they're linear and they're quali- quantitative and they're not qualitative. That's the qualitative side of our transition moving forward to our next society and our evolution and our adaptation and improvement as we elevate as a species that is going to change the world and the game. When you look at uh, non-fungible tokens, it's, it's going to feed inexactness and ambiguities and creativity and open-mindedness. And that is qualitative. That is expression. That is femininity. That is inclusiveness. That is non-judgmental. That is open-mindedness to inexactness and ambiguities of others, flaws, shortcomings, and defects. And once you understand that, that is the femininity of the balance of the universe and understanding that the femininity side represents the ringularity and the womb and the birthing of all universes. And then the other side is the singularity, egoistical, entropic existence of self and a fearful uh, death type of situation or uh, manner. In essence, if I'm living past my event horizon and I'm no longer pushing myself to interact with my ecosystem or experience or interact with other human beings or organisms within my ecosystem, I'm not really experiencing growing, improving, adapting, and optimizing, which is what we're all here to do is fulfill our potential and become matured and saturated, intimate and exotic atomic matter that is no longer wanting, needing, and desiring, but rather bringing repulsive repulsive presence to the turbulences and frictions and the linear limits and laws that are controlling, manipulating, and leveraging organisms that are elementary and ordinary. And then they can become the intimate and exotic atomic matter and presence that we need to bring others to that level. And then we can become the supermassive white holes that can bring others up and build them up and share their, that intellect and that perspective and awareness with others at scale consistently. So that's a big part of what I'm doing here with We're in Media and the quantum physics questions that I'm trying to answer. I'm trying to articulate and ride the most difficult fictional waves. And by doing so, I'm challenging myself to inspect, research, and grow and optimize and improve. And I'm then sharing that with others at scale. 
And it's a really relevant, important conversation. I know it's a doctorate level conversation, but I would like to hear what other people have to say around this topic. I'm trying to get on Jordan Peterson's show. and I'm trying to get on Sam Harris's show. I think we would have amazing, incredible dialogue if I had Jordan Peterson or Sam Harris on my show or I enjoyed them on their show. So at the end of the day, it's never about being right. It's never about being wrong. It is simply about sharing our transparent singularity truth and our naked singularity self and having ownership of our flaws, inexactness, and ambiguities and using the sound of podcasting to communicate and share intellectual value freely at scale, bringing awareness and perspective to the universal truth of our ecosystem on a micro and macro level so that we can share intellectual value freely with others, elevating the level at which we operate, cooperate, communicate, and create. Pop. Get some of that juice. (laughs) 